0: Good morning, Grace. Good morning. Hi,
1: and hi, everybody.
0: Yeah, and welcome to all our listeners in today's episode of Can You See What I See? Vicki Scott here, and today, my co host, Grace Hart, and I, we really want to talk about our addictions to judgment. But first, um, let me just thank you all for your feedback to our last episode on awareness. And some of you commented that you now have a name for what you knew all along. And that makes my heart sing, as I have a vision that, can you see what I see, will increase the vocabulary we have around all these innate wisdoms that we all have. And unfortunately, they've just been depressed by our life experiences and probably as a result of trauma that's been passed down through generations. So back to our addiction to judgment. In a previous episode, I heard you say, I think, that... um, Judgment is the biggest disease on the planet. Yeah, the number
1: one disease on the planet, the biggest killer. Yep, that's my point of view. Exactly right. eh?
0: Well, we're going to hear some more of what you
1: can see around that. I was was giggling uh, because, like, you know, we we go, hi, and it's just this lovely energy, and and we're going to talk about addiction to judgment. It's like this, ugh, you know. (laughs) It's like...
0: But you know, you can make it fun too, because yes. if you get too serious about these things, it becomes a real problem whereas that's not our intention. We're just sharing our stories and and exactly. how we are uh, we're not experts We this, are not experts.
1: Just, no. I know no, not
0: but, <laughs> but we have experienced all this and we yes. have found ways that how we can change our own world by having just having a different look at it, being willing to maybe reframe something the
1: way in, in which we look at it. So let's yeah. start, eh? Well, before, well, before I, it's something you, you just said and it's probably going to be a whole different podcast, but um, when you talked about making it significant, you know, when we, when we put too much yes. meaning onto addiction and judgment and, you know, you can actually have fun and, and laughter can heal things as, you know, quote-unquote significant as addiction to judgment or addictions even. Okay, let's start. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I actually wanted to look at where the word addiction came from. Um, And I understand it's derived from a Latin term for enslaved by or bound to. And I guess, you know, if you've ever struggled to overcome an addiction or tried to help anyone else to overcome one, then you'll understand why that rings true because you really are enslaved by it. Um, And as you know, I love Dr. Lavor Mate because, A number of reasons. I mean, he has been a family physician for decades and stuff, but he's worked in this area of the impact of trauma on people. And he said when he went through uni, there wasn't one lecture that um, was around emotional pain. And then there was another doctor who graduated in 2005, and she said there was nothing in her degree around emotional pain either. And it really caused me to think no wonder. You know, even in my own mother's case, when she went looking for help, she was just diagnosed with antidepressants. So that's why um, another reason that I think it is time we started to talk about these things in real life. Um, and he, well, Dr. Gabor, he describes an addiction as any behavior that makes you feel temporary relief or pleasure, but you crave it and you can't give it up. But it has negative impacts long term. And he says it can include not just drugs and gambling, which we often can think about, or alcohol, but there's also an addiction to sex or the internet or Facebook or relationships, shopping, eating, work, television, just to name a few. So he reckons his addiction is um, shopping. And a lot of people say, oh, isn't that nice? You love music. He actually collects classical music. Um, but he said it's caused negative impacts on his relationship with his wife. Um, as he used to lie when he was going out to buy more CDs, you know, one day after the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard, but yeah, we that excuse. Yeah. We work hard, but it relaxes me. We excuse mm. the addiction, don't we?
1: What do you think? Have you ever had... Um, yeah, you know, like I, I have, I have. I mean, for me, you know, there's these addictions that are um, respectable, if you know what I mean. So, like, you know, people um. go to the gym, that's really good, isn't it? It's not an addiction, you know, gym too much. Um, or for me, you know, I used to, I had no idea, but I had a really good friend that every time we caught up, it was always positive, generative, and so I assumed because I was you know, making time, you know, sometimes up to three times a week to meet up with this person, it was always going to be generative and creative and it always felt that way and it wasn't until I really looked at it that it fell into that category. I was using that time with her to distract from my, what I was aware of, what I needed to actually be present with, um, to choose, to create. And, you know, I was going through DV at the time and so it was just my escape into, you know, a happy reality. Um, And I I really didn't think it was an addictive friendship, but that's what it was. It wasn't truly generating and creating my life. It was putting me in a holding pattern of feeling good, um, always felt good in in her company, um, but it didn't actually Mm. generate and create or get me to be present with my life. And I think that you know mm. when you when he talks about you can't give it up, it doesn't have to look like cocaine addiction. You know, can't give it up. It can look like um, oh, I really enjoy catching up with that person, and you just end up ch- making choices that you don't realize you, you know are actually stopping you becoming aware in your life and getting present with what needs to change or you know what you can choose.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, that was the ticker for me when he said that it's the addiction is not the problem. That's so right. So we can focus on it being a problem, but he said the addiction is our attempt to solve the real problem, which yeah. is a trauma which has never been healed.
1: That's right. You don't want to look at it or you don't even know it's there, you know, and...
0: Yeah, you may yeah. not even know it's there because many of us think that we haven't really had, you know, that traumatic an event in our life that could be classified as a trauma but in fact it's not the traumatic event that is the trauma it's what happened inside our body when that event happened and what we made it mean
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i'll I'll,
0: uh, I'll put a little link to one of his youtubes where people can hear that for themselves because i think that's like gold in that oh Um, it's
1: a brilliant a brilliant youtube yeah video yeah. So, what do you think is the real problem, Grace? Um, uh, for me, it's trauma is a huge thing, and I'm so grateful that we're becoming more and more trauma informed as a society. But it's it's more about, like, for example, addictions. When I first you know heard about addictions, my first thought was, "Well, oh, that's not related to me because I and I've never done drugs in my life, and so you know I, I don't have an addiction problem." But yet, as I said, I was addicted to seeing a friend. I was addicted to watching Netflix. Um, you know, anything to sort of make me escape from the the relationship I was in that I didn't want to you know deal with and um so you know i I just my heart I just really wish everybody to get that um we all have a, a mental illness we all ha- we are all suffering with trauma in some capacity, and what we tend to do, which is really really sad, um is that we minimize. What we're doing, and you know, I had a client the other day, and she said, "Oh, I just assumed all relationships will work like this. I, 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 didn't realize this is abuse. I thought this is normal. And you know, we've become almost, you know, like that hot water getting hotter and hotter and hotter, and we're not realizing it. And I just wish for us to have a really big look at this. That um, maybe some kindness, caring is required." And because um, w- what I know for me personally and, and also with my clients is that until you feel safe, secure and supported, the trauma is not going to leave. And, you know, if it doesn't leave your body, you're going to be, you know, addicted to whatever you're addicted to, to keep depressing that awareness of, you know. And, and the last thing I really do want to say is what I've noticed with people who have addictions is that they are incredibly aware they are incredibly sensitive. Um, you could say they're empathic or, you know, psychic or whatever you want to, however however you want to say it. Um, but they've got absolutely incredible abilities and so they don't want to know how much they know and so they do this addiction just to depress what they know. So that's really all I wanted to say for now.
0: <laughs> wow, that, that is really powerful, you know, because I think as a, as a race, as a species, we... Um, over the last, well, probably, probably forever, but, um, we have depressed our own innate wisdom, haven't we? It's like trying to stay safe, keep our head below the parapet. As soon as you put it up, you're going to get it knocked off. And so it's better to play safe. And if you're different from what the, the, um, dominant part of our society appears to be like, then there's something wrong with you. And so you do tend to depress all those emotions and beliefs and um, and just, and you know, I wonder, I just wonder about how many of us, are, you know, we only got to look at the rates of antidepressants that are being prescribed worldwide and think, well, something's not working here. Why are we trying to depress life itself? So um, anyway, that's a different story. But, yeah. you know, the other one I looked at too, when we are talking about our addiction to judgment, I thought but why do we judge? Um, <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. But yeah. you know, when I look more into it, I read that, you know, our brains are actually wired to mm-hmm. make auto- automatic judgment. We're, there's an addiction behavior.
1: there. Yeah. Addicted to your thinking, addicted to that thought pattern, addicted to that we need judgment rather than awareness to change something. Now that's
0: that judgment rather than awareness.
1: Yeah, that's what I see yeah. is, is the issue. We, we go straight to judgment thinking that that's the, the, the you know, the quote-unquote right thing to do so we can change something. But the minute you choose judgment, all possibilities disappear because a judgment is a finite point of view. And, you know, I've said to people lots of times if I stand up, you know, if I draw a number six in the sand in front of me and I get someone to stand, in, you know, on the other side of that, they see a nine and I see a six and both are correct. So you know what why don't we step away from the need of judgment the addiction to judgment and actually have a you know come into the space that's around and go oh from the space i can see there's a 6 i can see there's a 9 and and also knowing that you can say well you know what let's not even focus on the 6 or the 9 we 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 acknowledge that there's there's an impasse here between two people they both think they're correct but let's go into this space of possibilities where what, what can we choose what can we create you know, around this and with this. And, um, yeah, that's what I – for me, I'm really passionate. Don't get me started. <laughs> you know, I'm really passionate yeah. about how we are addicted to our thoughts, you know. Um, like Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks about this. You know, we we are literally addicted to our thinking and our thinking creates hormones, chemicals. And so it's – to me, what I worked out is that someone injecting heroin and then – someone like me having thoughts that produce cortisol so I'm just naturally injecting cortisol into my body which is incredibly harmful when you know when I was going through the DV stuff and it's no different you know whether it's a natural um, flush of you know from our body's pharmacy that we give us through our addict- our addictive thinking versus um, you know someone choosing a needle and doing it it's, it's to, in my mind now I get it's exactly the same thing. it's just that one's more, uh, respectable, you know, um, to have mm. depressive thoughts and injecting yourself with depressive things, it has a different, it's received mm. differently in society than someone doing the exact same thing, but taking an external thing, yeah. Mm.
0: And we'll often excuse that thinking um, by saying, well, it's true, I'm just telling it, just telling it as it is. Um, yeah, it's a six, it's, it's I, a nine, I'm, I'm
1: telling the truth. It's a yeah You know, why Absolutely. can't you see what I, I see? So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, um, but also, you know, I, I do acknowledge that there is a time and a place for that because it is that judgment is a survival mechanism as well help us decide whether we feel safe or not but that's
1: not really what we're talking about but here, do you need but do about. you I'm gonna question that because do you actually need judgment yes. for that or is can you just be aware you know when when oh, when you're walking yeah, down well, there the street yeah when you're walking down the street and someone comes up behind you and puts a knife to your throat do you need to judge to be able to work out what to do <laughs> what happens is you get completely aware in that moment and you do whatever yeah. it, you know and so this is where I would yep. like to really explore this because I actually do not believe you need judgment. You you can make a choice, but you don't need judgment.
0: I agree. And perhaps it's just the word that's used, um, that it's taken on a negative thing as well. But um, I agree with you. Awareness sounds much more empowering. I'm um, I'm going with that one.
1: (laughs) Well, you know how Gabor talks about you can't punish the pain out. And with judgment, it has a punishment element to it instead of a possibility element to it. You know, so it's like, okay, Vicky, I'm going to judge whether you're a good friend of mine. You know, like, let me judge that. Let me look at this. Or I can actually just perceive the space that gets created between the two of us. And every time I'm with you, there is just kindness and generation and, and like this generativeness. And, um, and you're willing to, you know, speak what's true for you. You know, even if it's something I don't want to hear, that's, you know, you're willing to do that from not a judgment, from a space. Like, hey, have you looked at this? What about that? It doesn't have the smell of judgment instead of, you know, mm. um, Grace, You know, you, the problem with you is, you know, or I've judged that you, you, know, it's a very different thing.
0: <laughs> yes, and has a very different energy around it. I so agree. So, yes, I think that needs to go to that library that many of us don't access very often. <laughs> um, yeah, it would certainly change our world, wouldn't it, hey? Um But, you know, I was also reading that in most cases we judge others in order to feel better about ourselves because we're lacking self-acceptance and self-love.
1: So, yep, judgment so, creates separation. Yeah, judgment creates separation. You only judge to either put yourself in a superior point of view, you know, like a covid narcissist for example, passive aggressive covid narcissist, that's one of their skills. You know, they choose judgment and they do it very very um, sneakily as a bastardized caring. You know so but it's really come from the judgment of they've judged that you're this way, and then they're superior in what they think that, that you should do and they deliver that, you know um, So yes, you know mm. ju- judgment is one of the most unkind things you can do to yourself. Um, and what I've also noticed is that when you choose judgment, you're actually choosing to not be aware. So every time you choose judgment, what you're saying to yourself is, I don't want to know what's possible. You know, so my mm. husband's this, my mm. wife's th- that. That teacher's that. You know, that teacher's that bad teacher because of, or, you know, um, my kids are this or my kids are that. If you're doing that, you're not choosing possibilities. You're not choosing to see the the absolute space of being th- that beautiful being that th- the child, the teacher, the, the ex, or whatever is, and um, so mm. much more is possible when you choose awareness yes. rather than judgment. Mm. And by
0: constantly the bad in others, we're actually training our minds to find the bad.
1: Yeah, we're addicted to it. neural
0: pathways... Because, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah,
1: we're, we're addicted. That, we, what
0: we don't understand is that that's actually killing us because it's increasing stress in us and we know that we can see immune system.
1: Yeah, anything that doesn't fit our um, perspective or our point of reference, if we don't have an open mind you know willing to see the space rather than the six or the nine you know then we're killing the planet too you know and so let's yeah, let's expand absolutely. out yeah let's expand out and what what I'd love you actually you know this could be a home play but what I was just about to say is wouldn't it be great if this week instead of going to your normal judgment of oh that person's you know this or that person's that what if you stopped you just said stop you know I, I saw an a, um YouTube of a lady going just say five four three two one <laughs> and so you, maybe you can do that just stop that thinking stop that addictive thinking that I need to judge this or ju- judge that person and then just be a sp- mm. be a space of what what could be going on that they could be choosing this you know like Oprah talks about what happened to them that yeah. and, and it's not it's not to make whatever they're doing if they're doing something inappropriate or being something inappropriate you know okay. It just stops mm. that judgment of they are this and let's go into what's possible. And, and, and in that what's possible, you might get, they're never going to stop drinking or I need to leave them or whatever, but it's at least it's coming from a possibility and from an awareness ra- rather than I've judged you to be this and therefore, you know, I'm separating energetically from you or separating physically from you and then that's it, you know. yeah, yeah you cut yourself off yeah, and because everyone
0: else. I, th- I think that judgment happens when... When people make you question your character, or your beliefs, or your decisions, whatever, in a way that causes shame, which as we've talked about before is, um, but but it can make you feel judged in a negative way, and even though they don't necessarily intend it, that feeling of judgment is still hurtful to another human being, isn't it?
1: Well, judgment is unkind. Judgment is abuse. Um, I don't actually believe that there is kind judgment. I think that's bastardized. I don't think it's real and um, oh, and, and so I like yeah, and so I, I think that um you know it's gosh, there's so much I want to say about this topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you're triggered um, because someone's you know judged you or, or you know you you've that's okay. of course you know you need to be aware of your triggers and you need to be aware of you know, we talk about it from trauma transformer point of view that, you know, I give the example of the flower. And when you're in the center of the flower, that's you being you. And so judgment solicits you to go into a polarity of right and wrong. So when you hear the judgment, it, you know, one of your petals, your dissociated part or disenfranchised part, you know, gets up broad and maybe hijacks you or, or just, you know, has has a moment. And, um, and then you've lost your awareness, you've lost your capacity to your being. And That's what abusers do. Abusers judge, or they covertly judge, (laughs) and that's that bastardised kindness. Mm. Um, Mm. And, you know, they do that, so you get off from, you you know, you you detach from your beingness and they've got you. Judgment's to control, basically. Judgment is about power and control, because it's a superior point of view. And um, Mm. so, yeah, I've got so much to say about this, because it's just so it's so mean it's such a mean thing for you to judge yourself your body um you know when i think about the things i used to think about my body um you know i really apologize to it and mm. you know i'd never say those things to my friend's body you know but yet you say it to yeah. your, to yourself yeah. and and same thing you know if you it's yeah it's interesting it's interesting but mm. i just would love you guys to just be open this week. Instead of choosing a judgment, why don't you stop five, four, three, two, one, and choose what's possible here? You know, what's what? What am I aware of here that I'm not acknowledging? And um, mm. you know, rather than being hooked into the right, the wrong, the good, the bad, the polarity, the judgment, and that's the addictive, compulsive thinking that we do as a society. You know, when something's wrong, we just go into judgment yeah. of it.
0: Well, you know, I often think this is something, what we're currently doing isn't working. We've never had so yep, much wealth so available to our world, yep. but also we've never had the high suicides, including in children as young as eight. We've had some, you know, relationship breakdowns, DV, kids being put into care and juvenile detention. And our solution is to build more and more prisons and more and more places around the globe are in conflict. You know, even now we're in conflict within Australia with just being pitted against each other, and yeah, it's a judgment about who's right and who's wrong, and
1: instead of what's possible, yeah,
0: well, we're on the edge of a very slippery slide here. You know, we, we do need to be trusting our own awareness and not just um following what others are doing or saying. If it's not true for us, then um. Perhaps there are other possibilities here. Huh?
1: What yeah. do you reckon? Well, you know what I'm, I agree with everything you just said, and, and what, what you know is of concern to me is we are raising children. Parents are dissociated. The majority of parents I see around, and I would go so far as to say that it's the high nineties. Um, they're they're disassoci they're they dis- sorry they're um, disenfranchised or they're dissociated, and. Therefore, they're not able to give to their children the the presence that's required, and so we're raising children by not being present with them, and and that's I can see causing that's why we've got such a high suicide rate in children, Um, and you know I'm just worried. I'm worried that um, there are so many kids out there that are not getting the kindness and caring that they need to thrive. And and so, I I just see I see a whole bunch of kids soon to turn into adults that are also not able to, you know, they've got so much trauma in their body because they didn't have that parent that was present. And I'm um, mm. I'm putting my hand up, you know, I because of DV I just disappeared, and um, mm. you know, but thank thankfully through you know just the trauma work I've done, you know, I've broken the cycle with my kids, and um, so they. Um, they're, they're thriving but you know it's just
0: but you, but you have grace you know and that's you know like it's not just you Dr. Gormato says he thinks it's a human condition because that's why it's intergenerational trauma because most young parents have been in positions where they haven't been able to be present with their kids really present. And you know, he goes on to say that you know, we're the only species who's totally reliant on someone to care for us. Touch. Yeah. And our well our brain continues to to develop after birth. So um you know, we're there and we need that attachment and when that doesn't happen, mm. that's the trauma. Now that's the yeah. trauma which is why I didn't understand this but I am learning about it more. And it to me it just makes so much sense, but rather than, you know, it's really just becoming aware of it and then dealing with it ourselves. Yeah, it, it's
1: not about making the people who are, you know, dissociating, for example, because of their own trauma that's unresolved. Um, some of you may not even know you have trauma, you know, that you might have thought that's just normal. And um, so it's not about making anyone wrong because wrongness is judgment. It's just about saying, hey, you know, if you're listening to this and you feel like you can't really be present with your kids, maybe there's some trauma going on for you. And what if the kindest thing you can do for you and your body is to become trauma-informed and look at, you know, potentially what trauma, whether it's, you know, intergenerational or whether it's something you've experienced in this lifetime, Um, you know, and when you break that cycle, then your kids get free. You know,
0: and what a beautiful legacy, hey? Most of us think about leaving money or
1: property. (laughs) You're you're being sneaky now. I know. but I just
0: tell you, remember I've talked about our biggest project ever, our life? Yeah. And I do think that what if we got to the end of our lives and we could feel an inner peace that we've actually broken that nexus between past trauma and future generations? 40. It is.
1: You can't put a price on that. And 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 Vicky, I'm. Uh, she's alluding to uh, my father passed away, and um, he's very generously um, gifted money to um, his children. And um, so I rang Vic because Rich Vic is like my rich dad, poor dad kind of thing. Because I wasn't brought up um, in a you know with parents that um, could offer certain you know uh, anyway. That's another. That's another podcast. But, um, but what I love is that just because you don't have, you know, you haven't been brought up a, a certain way, you can adopt people. So I've adopted Vicky as a grandma, <laughs> so um, and, and a ma and um, best friend and all of that. And um, and so when this money w- was coming in, I said to her, Vic, I said, "What would you do with it?" And and one of the things I said to her is, "I, I want some of that money to leave a legacy." Because um, my dad was the most beautiful, beautiful man, and I just thought, what can I create that allows him to live on? And Vicky responded with, "What did you say?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, about healing that trauma, you cannot pass it on. Mm. Yeah,
1: and that that was a legacy in itself. And you know, what what if I didn't mm. have to do an actual thing? What if me making the choice to um, be brave and courageous and and look at my trauma and take responsibility for things that um, you know, choices I made that might not have been the best or greatest choices and then look at what, you know, new choices I can make and, and because of that, you know, my family's thriving and um, so that, you know, what if that's, what if you can be that legacy? You know, you can actually choose to um, make a difference in because, your life.
0: You know, that's, that doesn't just impact our own families. That's my point. I, I would say that this is world, whole world changing. And, you know, look at the state of the world and the conflicts and everything else that's going on. Well, what we're currently doing isn't having a great deal of success. So it is time to think outside the box, in my view. Yeah. And, and I love what you said just in closing today. I like what you said about how about we just notice when we judge ourselves and others and stop it.
1: Yeah, just five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. stop. I'm going to choose <laughs> possibilities here, you know. what? Yeah. yeah. And as I said, yeah. I'm not talking about la la land possibilities. You know, if, if you're in a domestic violence relationship and, and you're going, okay, I'm feeling really sad about this, okay, and I'm judging it, five, four, three, two, one, stop, and oh, what's possible? I'm not talking about it like that. I'm saying just instead of being in judgment of you, because that is the shame, you know, instead of being in judgment of you in that relationship, if you expand out and look at the possibilities, then you can see oh, wow, he's going to kill me or she's going to kill me or it's time to leave now or, no, actually, this can change. No, actually, I'm I'm being triggered here and it's not what I'm thinking is not actually happening. Or, you know, you can, from that huge vantage point of awareness, total awareness and total choice, you have the capacity to change anything. However, when you're in judgment, Mm. you've got no capacities. All you've got is the finite point of view of what your judgment is and that's going to solicit in them a polarity response of their, their, you know, because you make them wrong. As soon as I say I'm seeing six, I'm making the person who sees the nine wrong. Mm. As soon as as I acknowledge what's true for me, it's not true for them. And so we've got a problem straight away instead of, you know, having a a, a greater perspective.
0: Yep. I totally agree. And probably, you know, a last question that has sometimes, you know, because of my age and um, sometimes it's been inferred that why would I do this in a work when really it, it has impacts and it has had on me physically as well. I know that. Mm. And it can be very confronting. And somebody said, but if I do that, it almost makes my whole life like a charade. And, and they're not willing to go to where that emotional pain is. Now, I'm not making them wrong for that. It's just not my choice. Um, I want to get to the end of my life and feel like I have done everything in my power to to heal anything that may be passed on to the next generation. So I think
1: that's...
0: um, Yeah,
1: well, what what I wanted to say with that is, you know, how brave you are and how courageous you are and that willingness to be vulnerable because what you've got to get, guys, is that every single one of us has it. There's no perfect people mm. out there. Every single one of us has made mistakes. And so what if now's the time, instead of judging you, you know, and what what I've noticed, and I agree with Dr. Gabol, you know, when he says that the majority of disease is not hereditary, it's due to trauma. I agree with him. and mm-hmm. And so when... You're willing to, to. What we tend to do is something's happened, or we've, you know, had it, had this experience, and then we've made it so wrong. We've made it. We've made it the, made it the judgeable offence, and then we've depressed it into us, and then therefore, because it's depressed in us, we become the judgeable offence. And then we think we're not worthy enough to have anything else because within our body is this judgeable offence and we walk around trying to hide it but of course everything you try to hide becomes really solidified and everyone just sees the judgement and doesn't see the beauty of you because all you're seeing is this judgeable offence and you think you're hiding from it but you're not. And you know, and it, it just takes – that. what I've noticed with my clients and myself is that, that that thing that you wanted to hide, that thing you thought was so ugly and wrong about you, generally speaking, is your gift and your contribution to the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, it's – and there's nothing more beautiful than someone who's willing to be vulnerable. And, you know, that's something my son said to me. We were talking about, you know, parents, and um, and he said, you know, Mom, there's, the, uh, there's lots of things I love about you, but the one thing that really is amazing for me is that you don't say – you admit when you're wrong. You admit fault. You, you go, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I'm so sorry, and and then you you that's it. It gets dealt with, and there's no right and wrong. And and he says it's the same with me. Like I can come to you, I can make mistakes, I can present in any way I want to present, and you're going to receive me. You're not going to separate, you know, energetically. And so you know, judgment is oh, it's just imagine being hugged by someone who's in total judgment of themselves, and or total judgment of you what would that hug be like? Whereas if you hugged someone who just welcomed you as a beautiful being and it not, they're not highlighting the bad, the good, the right, the wrong, they're just saying, hi, I see you, I see all of you and I'm not making anything you do bad or wrong. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, it's, uh, I just see a different yeah. world. I see a different world where Absolutely. judgment's not there anymore.
0: Wow. That's
1: great. I want to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky's going. So I'm going. Great. Depressed. 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 She goes. I see that well too. And and you know this is as much as it's so true. What you just said, though, Vic, the energy that you just brought in just then by saying that, look what look what got changed. And if you yeah. listen, if you listen to us talking about this, you'll feel it. You'll feel where it goes depressed. You'll feel where there's joy returning. And and that gift that you just did, Vic, because you know this, we don't realize that we can bring in energies. And sometimes we do it on autopilot and sometimes it's just who we be. But if you can actually become quite conscious of energies that you bring in. And you shifted something then. I was like, oh, you know, da, 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 and you just went, da, da, and it just changed, right? <laughs> no, but this is it. This is the ease that can happen on the most horrific things that go on in your life if you're just willing to be present with it. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: thanks for being with me today, Grace. It's
1: been fun. Yeah, it's always super fun with you.
0: And do you want to finish with something?
1: No, I just think you're awesome and I'm so grateful I have you in my life. And guys, if you do not have dolphins in your life, start hiring. <laughs> ask the universe yeah. to, to supply you with dolphins. And um, just because you don't – if you have a mum that's not supportive, for example, you can go adopt someone like I did. <laughs> you, know, it's, um, it's, you can do it. There are people out there. You just have to ask. There is a whole new world available um, don't look at the judgment of what's wrong in your life or who didn't give you this or how terrible they were, because every single parent, I've made mistakes with my kids. My mum and dad made mistakes. It's normal, it's there's let's let's get the rightness and wrongness out of it. Your mum and dad did the best that they could. You're doing the best that you can, but now we've got this all this extra information, and what a gift if you are willing to look at where you are judging you and others without a point of view without making you right or wrong, just go, oh, that's me choosing judgment. You know what? Today I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to choose to be aware. <laughs> Love it. Great. we to f-
0: see you next week.
1: See you guys next week. And uh, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, uh, please let us know. And as we've said before, we do not, um, you know, we're not experts. We're just having a chat here and saying, hey, did you know about this? And um, what else is possible here? And wishing you a beautiful, fun week of infinite possibilities. Okay, take care. Bye.